Welcome to two minutes the first sikh of a part of Vayigash. In our parasha, we're told the story where Yaakov relocates himself, his entire family, down to Mitzrayim. Then Torah makes a little break and goes through the family tree of Yaakov, beginning with Reuven and all of his children, and then Shimon and his children, and so forth. When you look closely at Shimon's children, it's very strange. His last child named Shol, Ben Haknani's Torah says who his mother was. It's the only grandchild of Yaakov, which we refer to by two parents, and the question is how come? Now Rashi tells us who exactly was the mother, who was this Kananis, it wasn't just any Kananis, it was actually Dina, the sister of the Shvatim. The reason I refer to as a Kananis is because she was violated by Shechem, who was a Kanani, and Shimon agreed to marry her, promised to marry her after this incident happened, and therefore referred to her as a Kananis. Therefore, the Rebbe says we can also explain why Terah mentions both of them, both parents, because this actually brings out the Yichus of Shol in a greater way. He wasn't just a grandson of Yaakov through his father, but also through his mother, he was much more connected and related to Yaakov. If that's the case, Rebbe has a simple question. If you're bringing out the Yichus, the beauty, the relationship between Shol and Yaakov, why then mention that she was a Kananis? Why mention the whole derogatory term? Why mention the whole story here? Why don't we just refer to the mother as Dina simply? That's the first question. And second question, how indeed was Shimon allowed to marry Dina? If seemingly they were complete siblings from a mother and a father, we know Bnei Noyach are forbidden to marry complete siblings. The Rebbe says to answer this question, we have to take a step back. We know Yaakov is well married sisters. We already spoke a beautiful sicha how Yaakov is allowed and obligated to marry Rachel and Leah. But the question is, are two more sisters? Bila and Zilpah were sisters as well. Rashi says, B'noi Saib, Lovin says, they were from a Pilegish, from a concubine. They were sisters. How is Yaakov allowed to marry them? What's the answer to the question? Pilegish. Pilegish, according to Rashi, means a shifcha, which is a maid. According to Torah, a non-Jewish slave doesn't have his own identity. We say, Mashakona, Evid, Kona, Rabbi. And the Pais can explain, it's not just that whatever a Evid, whatever a slave inquires, is eventually transferred to the Adnin, but it's automatic. You are just an extension of your Adnin. You are just, so to speak, monetary property of your Adnin. You are Kinyan Kasper. You are literally... You belong to your Adin. Therefore, according to Torah, a Evid doesn't have Yichus, there's no genealogy, there's no lineage because you're just property and therefore the children of a Evid belong to the Adin automatically. They become slaves or they become children depending on what the Adin decides. But ultimately, you're not, they're not your own children and therefore they don't have any relationship to you as well as to each other. Kumtois, Bila and Zilpa, because they were daughters of a Shifcha, they weren't even sisters, they weren't related and therefore Yaakov was able to marry the two of them. Based on that, we'll understand here as well why it's so important for Torah to tell us that she was a Kanan this actually answers our question again one answer one question answers the other question the reason why Shimon was allowed to marry her is because she was violated once she was violated she was enslaved by Knan by Shechem from a Knani she becomes a Knani it redefines who she was and now halachically unfortunately obviously she didn't have the relationship to Shimon anymore as a sister and Shimon was allowed to marry her on the contrary he actually promised to marry her because she was almost hopeless she wasn't going to marry anybody she was now a Knani Shimon actually did her that favor and married her unfortunately she didn't have that connection anymore she wasn't a sister anymore so again the two questions answer each other, Torah says she was a Kananis, which permits her to marry Shimon. The Rebbe says, Yidin, after they left Egypt, they actually assumed the term Avadim. We are now Avadim of Hashem. Evid again doesn't have a self identity, therefore, we're much stronger, not weaker, because we are only an extension of Hashem, therefore, we're able to truly make an impact on the world and transform the world. Let's take advantage. Have a wonderful day.